today is one of those days on the calendar that we stop and take notice and and really try to to pay attention to some some things that are important and i just want to start out by just you know uh, we live in a country a nation where um, by god's blessing we have some liberty and some freedoms and and uh, are just blessed in that and i just want to be i want to be thankful i want to i want to praise god for it and then particularly as we celebrate memorial day tomorrow i know it comes with you know hamburgers hot dogs and you know red white and blue but uh, there are, there are those who who stand between us and evil <laughs> to be honest and uh, you know somewhere in their lives they signed on a line and said if it comes to my life i will give it and so we stop to remember those things and truth is we should remember every day you know not just one sunday a year or one monday a year we should remember that um that we're blessed and there are those who work and fight and to to protect those blessings and so i'm going to invite you to just we have those even in our own congregation who have given as as they say that sacrifice and so i want to just stop and pray i'm going to ask you to bow your heads and just give thanks to god and, and remember those folks all righty and then i'll close our prayer time god i just want to be grateful for your blessing God, yes, we, we are blessed with a nation that is always under attack one way or the other. And God, I want to be grateful for those who take a stand. God, for the principles and the qualities of this nation. I want to thank you for those men and women and families who, quite honestly, are on the front lines. God, I thank you for those who have lost their lives on those lines. God, I want to just thank you for them and I want to lift up their families and God help us not to simply remember on a day but God help us to remember every day. Thank you God. Pray it in Jesus name. Amen. Alrighty. Wow. I guess this is on my podium. I'm supposed to mention Panama Dental Missions in August. If you get one of these then you might can go on a mission trip to Panama in August. We are still in the faith and discipline conversation of the year. We set this up as the we need more chairs. Oh yeah, there's some down front of you. If y'all really want the expensive seats, come on down. But if not, grab one of them guys in the back and they'll go get you a chair. We can fill it up. All right. Faith and discipline. We spent the first three months on the disciplines of our faith. And now we're in the book of Ecclesiastes because it's where I believe God sent us to be to study what it means to live out our faith. And uh, and right now, quite honestly, uh, uh, we are in the book of Ecclesiastes. We're in chapter 9 of the book of Ecclesiastes. And so far, this is my favorite. So get ready. Here we go. Verse 1, indeed, I took all this to heart and explained it all. The righteous, the wise, and their works are in God's hands. People don't know whether to expect love or hate. Everything lies ahead of them. Everything is the same for everyone. There is one fate for the righteous and the wicked. For the good, for the bad, for the clean, the unclean, for the one who sacrifices, the one who does not sacrifice. As it is for the good, so also it is for the sinner. As it is for the one who takes an oath, so also for the one who fears an oath. There's an evil in all that is done under the sun. There is one fate for everyone. All right, so does everybody understand the topic of the day? It's not taxes. Two sure things, right? 
In addition to the hearts, in addition, the hearts of people are full of evil and madness is in their hearts while they live. After that, they go to the dead. But there is hope for whoever is joined with all the living, since a live dog is better than a dead lion. Now, in these 10 verses, that's my favorite phrase. A live dog's better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. There's no longer a reward for them because the memory of them is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their envy have already disappeared. And there's no longer a portion for them in all that is done under the sun. Verse 7, go, eat your bread with pleasure. Drink your wine with a cheerful heart unless you're Baptist. Oh, that's my version, sorry. (laughs) Y'all, I just have to throw those things in there. For God has already accepted your works. Let your clothes be white all the time and never let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife you love all the days of your fleeting life, which has been given to you under the sun all your fleeting days. For that is your portion in life and in your struggle under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do with all your strength, because there is no work, planning, knowledge, or wisdom in Sheol where you're going. Kind of starts with this question. You ready? What do you have? Now, it's rhetorical, so don't answer. I forgot to say that at 810, and everybody started shouting out answers. And because we're sitting in church and I'm a preacher, everybody gave me Sunday school answers. I say, what do you have? Everybody goes, Jesus! Yes, but for the sake of this message, hush. Right? Let's talk about what we have. I mean, I did it with the kids. Do y'all know how hard it is to, to tailor a message for children about death? Not easy to do. But let's ask ourselves a question. What do you have? Uh, let's say, okay, well, we've got today. Really? You don't know that you got today. I'll tell you what you've got. You've got this moment. And the question is, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this moment? Right? Now, here's the good thing. Let me give you all some good news before we get into the rest. (laughs) Y'all all all get a star because you're here. Okay? You made worship a priority. That's, whoo. All right, so when I was a kid in the first grade, we'd walk into the little Sunday school classroom holding our little Bible, right? And there was this big picture on the bulletin board right there. And every time we walked into first grade Sunday school class, right, there was a lady there to greet us. She'd say, oh, good morning, Bobby. And she'd reach into this little plastic container and she'd take a star out, (laughs) stick it by my name. You know what I got for all those stars? Nothing. So guess what? You get a star for being here. Let's hope you get more than I got back then. I'm sure I got a lot back then. But So when you ask yourself, what do you have? You have this moment. So ask yourself the next question, what do you want? And the challenge for today is to be careful of your pursuits. Watch out what you want for, okay? Let's look at the text. Here we go. Indeed, I took all this to heart and explained it all. This is Solomon. I believe the the source material for Ecclesiastes is the life of Solomon. Whether he actually penned it in the form that we see it, I don't know that. I wasn't there. But I will tell you that I believe his life is the material that we're reading about here. This comes across to me like a journal. 
Like Solomon was keeping a journal of his life as he was going through. And, and maybe one of his 3,000 children, he had a thousand... 300 wives, 700 concubines. We'll get to that later. Maybe one of his 3,000 children wrote it down for us, right? Who knows? I mean, and we weren't there. But God inspired it. So it's God's word. God gave it to us and we have to pay attention to it. Okay? Solomon says, I took all this. What's all this he's talking about? First, cha- first eight chapters. First part of this thing. He's saying, I had all this. I had all these wives. I had all these, these palaces. I had all this money. I built all this stuff. I had all this army. I had all of this praise and adoration. And I've explained it all to you. Uh, reference Proverbs, okay? The righteous, the wise, and their works are in God's hands. Here's what he's saying. If you have given yourself over and surrender to God, if you have given your life over to him, then you're in his hands, okay? Whatever beyond this moment happens, if you are surrendered in relationship with God for us through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, then you're in God's hands. People don't know whether to expect love or hate. How about that? Y'all get that in this world? Right? You don't know what to expect, love or hate. And cut me off in traffic, I'll tell you what you're going to get. See, I'm not supposed to say things like that, but I do. Everything lies ahead of them. Everything is the same for everyone. There is one fate for the righteous and the wicked, for the good and the bad, for the clean and the unclean, for the one who sacrifices, the one who does not sacrifice, as it is for the good, so also it is for the sinner, as it is for the one who takes an oath, so also is it for the one who fears an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun. There is one fate for everyone. There you go. There is the point. We're all going to die. Okay? Hope I'm not breaking it to you. We're all going to die. There is one fate for all of us under the sun. And Solomon actually references it as an evil. You know why Solomon references it as an evil? Because death is the product of sin. Going all the way back to the fall and the brokenness of God's creation. Uh, you see, death is this product of, of the sin that, 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 that was, was, you know, infected on God's world. It's an evil. Then he goes on to say, in addition to that being an evil, the hearts of the people are full of evil too. And madness is in their hearts while they live. Folks, if, if you're not looking around the world that we live in today and seeing madness, you got your eyes closed. Okay? There's a madness in the world around us. And then they go to the dead. There you go. We're all going. We're all at a different place maybe in the trajectory, but we're going. But there is hope for whoever is joined with all the living. So in this particular phrase alone, everybody go, you're alive. That means you've got an opportunity. The question is, what will you do with it? Favorite favorite phrase, here we go. Since a live dog is better than a dead lion. Y'all understand what this means now, all right? So in the city of Jerusalem, dogs were just scavengers. 
They were kind of like those 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 street creatures. They, I, I can just about bet you they didn't set aside food portions at the table for for domesticated canines. So the dogs wandered the streets and ate whatever they got, but at least they're alive. A dead lion, you know, that goes back to the joke, right? What's a lion eat? Whatever he wants to, right? But a dead lion is dead. So a live dog, as lowly as it is, is better than a dead king of the jungle. See? I, I, ooh, I like these ten verses. And I ain't, we're, not, we're not even halfway through yet. For the living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. There's no longer a reward for them because the memory of them's already forgotten. Whether it's their love or their hate or their envy, it's already disappeared because they're gone. And there is no longer a portion for them in all that is done under the sun. There you go. I don't have anything else here. Remember, every time Solomon references this under the sun, he's talking about this world life that we live in, this secular existence. If this is all we got, right? But see, those of us in Christ know there's a hope beyond this. That's what he says right there. He says, he says uh, in a, uh, 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 there is hope for whoever is joined with all the living. That's verse 4. We, we have a hope. Right? And, and, and because we get the opportunity in this moment to know Jesus, we have an eternal hope. Question for all of us is what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this next moment? What are you going to do with it? Or the next moment? See my point here. The question here is, is that Solomon is saying, look, I've observed it all. I've had it all. I've done it all. And it's all vanity. Somebody told me they were used to vanity. So I, I used that one that time. Or, or meaninglessness. Futility. Everything that you can pursue in the world is futility. I try to tell guys around here when we have staff meetings and stuff like that, I say, guess what? This hour on Sunday morning, we get to deal with eternity. Eternity. It's a big deal, y'all. The living know they'll die, but the dead don't know anything. No reward for them because the memory of them is forgotten. Everything that they were in our love, hate, envy. Now the good news. You ready? Y'all been waiting on this one, right? Go. Eat your bread with pleasure. Drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already accepted your works. So, sometime this morning, you made a decision to make worship time a priority this morning. So, it's like this. And man, I'm glad it's packed. Thank you. Happy Memorial Day. You know, it looks like it did Easter. Sorry, that was snide. I shouldn't have said that. But here you go. Why are you here? I mean, is it time? Somebody invite you? Family expect you? Is it the thing to do? Or did you come with the purpose and intent of your heart to exalt God in your life?
to worship him, to worship God. You see, I've said it before on Sunday morning, and I get some feedback sometimes when I say it. But if you're here for anything other than worship, you wasted your time. See? That, uh, Solomon is saying, I think he writes this as an old man. I think he's looking back over his life going, I've done it all, had it all, built it all, and it's all worthless. Folks, don't get to the end of your life and look back and say, I wasted what God gave me. See, go eat your bread with pleasure. You know what that means? That means go and enjoy a good meal. Enjoy the provision of God in your life. Drink your wine with a cheerful heart. Right? You see, for God has already accepted you. God knows your heart. God knows your motivation. God knows why you do what you do. God already knows why you're here. I don't. You should be glad. Just saying. You see, God knows the motivation of your heart. So he knows why you're doing the things you're doing. So he is, if you're doing what you're doing out of worship and, and, and for his glory, he's already accepted that from you. See, I, I like this one. Let your clothes be white all the time. Never let oil be lacking on your head. That's a specific reference to the culture of the day. White represented joy and celebration. And, and, And it's one of the things that carries down to the whole purity concept in a wedding dress and the celebration of the wedding. And, 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 and I tell them, if I'm doing the wedding direction, I tell them, I said, the minute the bride comes in the door, all eyes on the bride. Pay attention to the bride. Don't take your eyes off the bride. Right? We're following her down the aisle. So everybody says, well, how should we stand? I say, stand where you can see the bride. That's all you need to know. We're white. Oil on the head. Oil in Scripture. Nick and I were talking about this this morning. Has some other places in Scripture that represents the Spirit of God. You see? So, so having oil on the head is, is a reference to anointing. So enjoy and celebrate and have, have, have white clothes and greasy hair. As opposed to sackcloth and ashes. Because that's referenced in Scripture too. The mourning. The grief. The, the futility of life. And then this part, ready? All right. Enjoy life with the wife you love all the days of your fleeting life, which has been given to you under the sun all your fleeting days. Now, for most of us in this room, that will reference one person. For Solomon, it's 300 references. And I'm thinking as he's writing that, he's going, enjoy life with the wife you love. Not that one. Not that one. Not that that one. For that, for that is your portion in life and in your struggle under the sun. Now, Nick read this to me this way this morning. You ready? I hope y'all enjoy it. Enjoy life with the enjoy life with the wife you love. For that is your portion in life and in your struggle under the sun. Right? 
All right, so all the married people, raise your hand. All right, if you haven't found deep, intimate, interpersonal relationship to be difficult, right, see, what is he saying here? He's saying enjoy the meals that God provides. Enjoy the the fellowship around the meals. Enjoy the relationships that God gives you. And most specifically, enjoy the relationship you have with your wife. Because this is what God's provided, your portion. And indeed, your struggle to enjoy what God's provided. Whatever your hands find to do, do with all your strength. Because there's no work, planning, knowledge, or wisdom in Sheol where you're going. See, there's an end. There's an end. You know, my friend Will and I, we joke when we walk on Thursday mornings. Uh, we started walking about three years ago. And I was, we were doing a, a little outline that I, I use called Walking Together. It's a discipleship sort of outline. And, and Will said, Pastor, I'm 70 years old. I'm in the fourth quarter. I've got to get this right. And during this time, I've turned 60. And I thought, me too. <laughs> you know, 20 and 40 and 60 Okay, will I live to be 80? I don't know. I don't have any idea. So I know that I got to make it count. I know that this moment is important. Be careful what you do with it. If you're here this morning for whatever reason, and I don't, doesn't matter to me why you're here. I'm just glad you are. Question is, what are you going to do with this moment? See, if you don't know Jesus this morning, we want you to know Jesus. We want you to know Jesus before you get out of the room. We'd love to introduce you to him. There are those who know him, but they're they're more distracted by life under the sun. Challenges of this world, the the the, the quite honestly the the frivolities of the world, you know, let, let me claim a new definition or identity or or let me let me let me jump in on this cause and give all of my energy to this worldly cause. Get to the end and it's vanity of vanities. Don't be distracted by the frivolity of this world. Maybe you're here and this is like I say it's a it's a holiday weekend so we got lots of friends. Um, maybe you're here because God wants you to be a part of a worship community that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to nurture and teach you what it means to walk close to Jesus. We're going to sing another song in just a minute. And guess what? You're going to have to decide what you're going to do with that moment. Are you going to follow God? Are you going to surrender everything that you are and sacrifice everything that he sets before you to sacrifice. What are you going to do with it? It's between you and him now. All right? Pray with me. Father, I thank you for this day, a day that you've given us, that we might come together and worship, rejoice, be glad in it, that we might celebrate together. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for wise old Solomon. I thank you, God, that he shared with us some truths that, that we really should pay attention to. God, help us to know that this moment is pivotal.
God, we're either going to love you, serve you, surrender to you, or we're not. God, you have given your son Jesus who died on a cross in our place and shed his blood that we might have a salvation that we can't earn or deserve. God, help us to make decisions that bring you glory. Make choices that honor you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.